everyone, Nicholas Lee here and welcome to a new episode of Master Your Mind, Master Your Life. Today I have someone uh, very special actually, someone that I've been working with for the past, I think, 10 months now. And uh, together with me, he's, he's helped me grow my, like one part of the businesses I have. And uh, today we have Zed Oshed with us. Zed has grown his own company from a mere 300 pounds to now a seven-figure multi-million pound company in only four years. So I'm very excited for him to, to unbox, tell us more about how he did that, and also tell us more about his next projects and what he plans on doing um, in the future. So Zed, thank you very much for being with me today and for like being being available to share your um, your story, your business, and share some value to the audience today, because I know you're quite busy with everything you're doing. So yeah, Zed, thank you very much for being here. How are you doing? No, pl- pleasure to be here, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. I'm doing well. What about yourself? Yeah, doing awesome, man. And great. So excited to have you here and uh, to have that conversation today. Um, no, likewise as well. Thank you. Excellent. So Zed, First things first, let's kind of break the ice. And uh, I like to usually ask my guest, can you share with me one thing that maybe not many people know about you or maybe no one knows about you? Okay. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me have a quick think on this one first and uh, um, let me see what I can think of. Uh, so one thing that nobody knows about me, so something my wife wouldn't know. or wouldn't <laughs> Yeah, that'd know. be good. <laughs> um. Okay, something completely off topic, not business related. Now, yeah, sure. Um, I remember when I, I just uh, just passed my driving test. So this is when I was 17, passed my driving test, go out with a few friends, then after the night out, you're driving home. Um, obviously, at that age, you think you're all cool and things like that, you know, and um, you get into your Citroen C3 at the time it was. Um, <laughs> I think it was a Citroen C3. Yeah. Um, and uh, go to reverse the car back. Um, and then the car hit, the, there was a lamppost on the side, which I didn't see because it was dark, and the front of the car hit the lamppost, um, and I was going home, and I couldn't tell my dad, I drove in the lamppost, so uh, I got home, and I pretended as if nothing happened, now the front bumper has fallen off the car at this stage, and I just walk into the house, straight up in the room, pretended as, as if nothing's happened, and the next morning, my dad comes storming in, and was like, uh, what happened to the car last night? And I'm all clueless, like, I don't know, I don't know. And then thinking on the spot, I had to think of something really fast. And I think somebody must have taken a hammer to the bumper at the front. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> um, and to, to this day, he still doesn't know what actually happened. Um, but I suppose that, that, that would be uh, um, something nobody knows. Oh, interesting. So now your dad knows that that would be... Uh... That's it. That that, that uh, I, th- I think a... not. I think I think now it doesn't matter anyway. Like what happened, uh, <laughs> I hope years so. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that is that. Thank you for sharing that. That's a very interesting story and a very fun yeah. story actually. Uh, I think a lot a lot has happened since then. Then. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Of course, that was that was what fifteen years ago. I think 15, 16 years ago. Um, that was so. Of course, a lot of time has passed since then as well. <laughs> interesting but i mean yeah i mean thank you for getting on the call i mean the, the reason i wanted you on the call as well was i mean you you've grown your company massively and and now like working with you i know that you're doing something even bigger than that and you're helping more people so would you mind starting off with sharing a bit more of your backstory of how you got started with that 300 pound and getting into that business and maybe if you could share with us what was your main aim when you got started with yeah. with building that business 
No, 100%. No, thank you. Um, so, yeah, as you've said, this business originally started with around £300, um, which I had in the bank. Um, and I had a £1,000 credit card at the time as well. Um, and that's when this business really started and kicked off. Now, the purpose of this business, um, it wasn't to have or build a full-fledged business for ourselves. It was more just to have a little bit of extra money on the side, you know, um, like, I left my job that I was working in months beforehand to start my own web design business, which didn't work out at the time for um, main reasons being credit and things like that, giving too much credit out and being clueless on that side of things when it came to it as well. Um, and then that, because that business failed, it left me in a bit of a pickle um, with only about £300 left in the bank and a £1,000 credit card. So it got to the stage where I needed to do something, um, but I knew... I didn't want to go and work for somebody else. Um, and I knew it had to be my own business. Um, so you're, you've got so much time on your hands at that stage that you're exploring <laughs> what options are available out there because you've got nothing else to do. Um, and at the time, it wasn't actually called dropshipping. There was no actual name for it when we started this business. It's just as years went by, the word dropshipping came about and that's what it's called now um, so it was this business that we started where you're able to sell your items first and then buy them from the supplier after uh, which was going to work out great because if I had a thousand pound of credit card and 300 pound the bank I had 1300 pound and um, but the customer was paying me for the items first anyway and um, so I could put that money into setting up the business and setting up the store um, and that's pretty much how the store started. You know, it started as it, all, all I needed was maybe four or five hundred pounds a month. Um, I was living with my parents at the time. I didn't need a fortune to live on. Um, uh, or the, my biggest expense was my kebab on a Friday night. Um, that was my <laughs> only. That, that was my only real commitment, and still is actually um, from the same place as well, oh, um, wow. which is great. Um, so that, that was my only real commitment um, every week. So I didn't need a fortune to live on. Uh, it really was just a set up to just to take me over for a period of time until um, until either I did something bigger or something better sort of thing. But this business, uh, when it started, um, it took off. Um, the business took off very, very well indeed. Um, I think in the first year, we turned over £300,000. Um, yeah. And in the second year, we turned over seven turned up over seven hundred thousand pound in sales in the business um is that if i if i can kind of um kind of track back here so i get a, a bit clearer on, on this point because um i mean your story is very interesting so you started out with 300 pound and a credit card of the thousand pound with loads of debt back then and and so if i get that clear your initial plan wasn't to build a fully fledged business it was only to help you live by initially is that right? Well, I, I think that's why any business starts off, isn't it? You never have a plan of having a multi-million pound or a, billion, or a multi-hundred million pound company or anything like that. Mm -hmm. um, you only ever really start a business because you want to put food on the table or mm. clothes on your back, a roof over your head, that sort of thing. So you, you never start a business with that thought in mind you really, unless of course you're investing a lot of money and um, you really start it just to pay the bills essentially yeah. and so yeah that's exactly what it was mate. that's exactly how this business started as well it was just really to keep us going yeah interesting and i think just maybe to clarify to the audience the so you talked about job shipping um is it on amazon on ebay on what, what was the idea where was the drop shipping happening um how did that work at the time 
So exactly. So it's, it's, we started off on eBay and um, we started off on eBay first. Um, that went well for the first few months. And then we moved over to Amazon um, and now our core business is based on Amazon. Um, Dropshipping pretty much would buy items from suppliers from all over the world and have them shipped to our countries. And the beauty about the internet and especially Amazon is that you can actually sell in so many different countries from your bedroom. Um, you, don't, you don't even need to leave your house. Um, and uh, that, that was that's obviously been one one really good aspect of this business because it gives you that location freedom, you could say, um, where you can be anywhere in the world and you're literally selling everywhere in the world through the Amazon platform. Mm-hmm. And so when you got started um, and you were, again, just looking to kind of be able to pay for anything outside of your kebab, um, <laughs> what was the kind of, did you have any fear or any stress or what were you feeling when you got started? Did you have any um, apprehension with starting this business or was it just uh, like oh, for fun initially? <laughs> well, I think when, when you start anything, when you do anything new, you've always got that fear of failure in the back of your mind. And it's that fear of failure that usually holds a lot of people behind from actually mm. taking that final step that like you've got so far in the process um, you've done all your due diligence in the process and usually the, the all through that fear of fear that kicks at the last day um, with everything that we do you know if we're if we're buying a property at the last stage you're thinking should i complete it then you just need to remind yourself that you've gone through the entire due diligence process and you've got to this stage in the process for a reason because you believe in what you're about to do in the business you're going to do um, so yes that fear of fear you failure is always there um, but you need to think about it from a logical point of view and think that the you've got so far in the process and there's a reason you've got so far um, and you don't want that fear of failing to hold you back when you've mm. already done all that due diligence behind you, you know? Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, to me, it's, it's kind of understanding more like the fear of failure here. Was it more, cause I had this, the same thing where my fear of failure was like, what would my parents say? What would my family say? What would my friends say? Was that something similar to you or was it different? Did you have something different in the back of your mind? in terms of the fear of failure? Well, well, fear of failure for for me, it wouldn't be what my parents are going to say or what my friends or family are going to say or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not not somebody that really gets bogged down on what other people think about me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. (laughs) I pretty much much speak my mind. Um, My my wife always tells me I have no shame when I go go (laughs) out to anybody's house because if there's a last bit of food left on the table, I'll grab it. (laughs) Um, so I, I'm not I'm not a person that really gets bogged down how other people think of me as such. Um, but it's it's more so the fear of failure comes in because of the money that you're investing in it. Now, yes, three hundred pound might not be a lot of money, um, but for me at that time it was mm. my savings. Um, it ah, was right. a lot of money. Um, so of course that fear of failure is there in case you lose the investment that you're putting in. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And then I think, uh, sorry, I stopped you at that point. But then what happened to the to the store? I think you went to after a year, it was at 300k, then 700k. Would you mind maybe sharing a bit more as to where it I mean, where it is now, maybe or what was the journey to get there? And maybe if you could share with us um, a couple of the challenges, because surely when you're growing that fast, there will be some challenges that you need to um, overcome. 
on that journey. Hi everyone, Nicholas Lee here with a special gift just for you. If you struggle with negative thoughts, you will love my ebook, Four Steps to Eliminate Negative Thoughts, valued at £97. If you would like a free copy of this ebook, click on the link in the description titled Four Steps to Eliminate Negative Thoughts. In this ebook, you will learn the exact four steps that I use and teach my mentees to eliminate negative thoughts from their life. That's it from me. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Bye. 100%. And I think with, uh, with a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of business owners, um, a big, a big uh, obstacle or a big challenge that comes in their way is thinking that you can do everything yourself. Um, mm. and that, that holds the business back, you know, and that, that probably held us back for a period of time as well. Cause you think that you've built this business, you've set the business up. Nobody knows it as well as you. Um, but then when you actually hire other staff and hire other members of, of the team, um, like, and start to delegate responsibility, you can start to grow that bit faster as well. Um, because it frees up that time on your side. Um, so you can grow faster and um, so that that would always that that was an obstacle you could say that came in our way as well at the time and um, because it was just that thought process that nobody can do it as well as you um, whereas now we employ around I think it's nearly 70 people around the world doing in different departments and different tasks on the business mm-hmm. um, so it's uh, like we've got to that stage where we're, we're comfortable delegating jobs now um, and we're not holding back on hiring staff when it's needed or thinking that I can do it better or anything like that you know because there's always somebody out there that can do the same job um, and that just frees up that time for you as well yeah in regards to yeah. yeah sorry no i'll let you finish sorry no i was just gonna say in regards to where we're at right now then so yeah we started this business off and um, but right now i think the business is on track to do around about eight million um eight million this year nice um, it, we're, we're forecasted to finish off on um which will be a nice uh, a nice wee target and uh, i think next year it's uh, it's looking good for next year as well excellent that that's good to hear and so to me, two, two questions came up in my mind when you were explaining um, the obstacles and what you were going through. Um, I mean, first one, maybe, would you mind sharing what's your kind of staff size now? Because what's the size of the people you need to be managing, handling, or delegating jobs on? Yeah, so in, in regards to staff size, so the way the structure works, we've got different teams and each team would have its own management or mm. its own manager in place as well. Um, so essentially, it's not me managing 70 people on, mm. on my own. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the manager, like I would be assisting the managers and managing those teams um, essentially is what I would be doing. Um, and the, those managers manage their teams and recruit for their teams now as well when needed. Um, so it, it's just it's just building that infrastructure of staff isn't it and building that management base as well yeah like some some people would call like an organigram right like different levels at different stages of of um of the business um one one more question i have is for example let's say people listening to us today the audience they maybe they've they are only going to start soon their business or maybe they already they have a business and like you said Maybe they think they need to do everything on their own. They can't hire. And, and it looks like they are, they've reached a bottleneck in their business. They can't grow further. What was the thing maybe, or what, what would be maybe one or two things you would um, share with them 
to help them overcome this this problem that maybe you had to do as well yeah um so if, if they think they've reached a bottleneck in the business where they can't grow any further they haven't got the right person working with them and um, they need to hire the right person that can take them that step further it's as simple as that um like there's going to be somebody out there that can help take their business to the next level, whether it be through marketing, whether it be through sales, um, whatever avenue it is that they're struggling on, there's going to be somebody out there that can maybe do it slightly better than what they can do it. Um, and they need to find that person for their business, recruit that person in, whether it be paying them a fee to sign them on, whether it be giving them equity in the business um, to get them on board as well. But there's going to be somebody out there that can help them take that business further. And they just need to find the right person to partner up with. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, good advice. Um, quick one on this one as well. So when you said on sales, marketing, maybe on systems, would you say like, cause I can already see some people thinking, okay, so clearly all of them, I need someone, like, would you go and hire all of them or would you hire one by one? Well, I think, I think it's prioritizing to see like not, not every business is going to have the financial resources to go out and hire every single person. Mm-hmm. In, in, in every department sort of thing you know and um, so it'll be prioritizing to say okay what is most important for the business right now what do you need done right now like if we're building up our systems and we're building up our platforms uh, we prior have a priority list to say what needs to be done now what can wait for three months what can wait for nine months and then we'll get the right person on the right job at the right time sort of thing. So it's just prior making a checklist to say where your business is now, where you want to be in 12 months time, how you're going to get there. And then through work back through that list to say, right, who do I need to accomplish that? And what stage of the business am I going to need them as well? Excellent. Yeah. Thank you very much for that. Um, so, I mean, we, we talked about growing from 300 pounds to now 8 million, um, what I'm looking here is what would you say was your maybe biggest thing? Well, like I know we've talked about the employee part. Is there other things that came about that was maybe a bigger problem or, or was the employee side the biggest in your view? Well, I think with, with, um, with this particular line of work, and it's really just staying up to date with the market, uh, what competition is doing, what Amazon is doing, things like that. Staying up to date with the different um, procedures that Amazon brings in place, different competitors that are joining the market. And um, that, that's one thing I've, I've learned, you know, from from beforehand as well, um, where a lot of businesses might fail because they don't keep up with the times. Your like I'm not saying go see go look at what your competition is doing, and we don't pay much attention to what our direct competition is doing, and um, but it's more so we're more up to date with what Amazon is doing, and if they're making a change, we're quickly implementing a change on our side as well, or if we see an opportunity in the market, we go in and capture that before anybody else can, sort of thing, you know, and um, like. For example, if Amazon introduce a new country that we can sell on, um, we try and get our listings on there to be one of the, so our clients can be one of the first people that are selling on that platform because it helps them build up their business. And of course, if their business builds, our business builds as well, you know, so it's just identifying those types of opportunities and just adjusting the business when it needs adjusted and upgrading the business when it needs upgraded. Yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, staying up to date with the market, looking at how things are evolving and making sure you're not left behind, right? And exactly. so, I mean, I, I know more of your story. I know what you're doing on the side as well. So to me, 
clearly, I, I guess, knowing you as well, the money side clearly is a good thing, but I know you've got some ulterior motives on well, what you're doing right now. Would you mind sharing a bit more on this with us? Okay, yeah, no, of course. So, well, this company um, in particular, um, it started after we lost our son, um, which is coming up to five years um, that we lost him. And Arman Resales um, is, was the company that started after his, uh, to basically build a legacy for him. Um, his name was Arman, Arman Urshid. Um, so, yeah, so th this company was really set up um, a couple of months after he passed away. Um, and it really is to, you could say, wanting to have his name out there um and now i think his, his name is mentioned um through this company um thousands of times every day <laughs> yes. in, in so so many different countries um and we're we're not done yet and um, we're actually in the process of starting a charity called erman zaid um which will hopefully be set up before his fifth birthday which is on the 20th of december this year wow. um and uh, that the aim of that one is basically feed the children um mm -hmm. feeding children around the world you know um so we're we're trying to build a he, he's not here to build his own legacy uh, one thing i said my other children they're all here they can build their own legacy when their time comes you know and mm -hmm. um, he's not here to build his own legacy so we're doing it for him yeah and and i had uh you recently actually um, got, got a new child, right? Congratulations for that. That's right, Aria. <laughs> um, she, she is four weeks old, yeah. Or four oh, weeks young, nice. even. Awesome. That's good. Family's growing, business growing. It's pretty good. That's it. That's it. I know. So, no, we've always wanted a nice big family. Um, yeah. So we're, we're on, on the path there. A cricket team, I always say to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> nice no, cricket team. Happen, <laughs> and you could all go to the kebab shop at the end. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> awesome. And um, so, I mean, you shared the, the, the new charity, but I think you've already been working with some charities in the past, right? We, 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 we do, we do um, help charities where we can, yes. Um, we, we do would do our bit you could say um when it comes to charity work and help out where we can um or where we think we can add some value to a particular charity okay awesome thanks thanks for sharing that um also as we kind of get close to the end i'd like to um maybe could you share a bit more with the audience maybe um i guess what's the plan now what's the next step with with Armand Resales with your um business and also like um how our audience maybe could get in touch with you if they are interested in drop shipping businesses and how that could work for them as well. No, awesome. Um, good. So, well, well, the future is looking good um, for the business. It definitely is. Um, we've got a lot, a lot of projects that we're working on in the pipeline. Now, just as we've discussed, we've got Amazon, which is our core business at the minute. Um, but we've got uh, eBay solution. We've got a website solution. We've got a Shopify solution, uh, fulfillment by Amazon solution. Um, uh, we've got other marketplaces um, so we've got a number of projects that the guys are working on at the minute and um, which we're hoping to introduce by um, early to middle of next year um, so next year like I said earlier in the chat as well is definitely looking very good because of all this um, all the stuff that we've got in the pipeline that's ready to come to fruition in the new year um, in regards to getting in touch with us um, I'll be honest it's difficult to find much information on us <laughs> uh, we, we, we are we are relatively 
closed network, you could say, you know. Um, but I suppose the best place would be through our website, ermanresales.com. Okay. Um, that, that would probably be the best place to go to send an inquiry in if anybody did want to get in touch with us. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it, it's like amazing that with your close network and not being out there as much, you've already built that eight million pound kind of business that kind of proves that having the right people with you, you can actually grow a business quite quickly uh, without being out there as much as well. Cause uh, sometimes we just think we need to be out there a lot content being everywhere, but clearly you've, you've built that business really nicely. Um, so surely that there's way more, um, kind of room for improvement here <laughs> yeah, you, nope. you could blow up very massive very quickly now 100% no I think like you go on the I think our Facebook page like I, I think last time I put a post up on Facebook was maybe months and months ago <laughs> and I think you've only got a handful of actual followers on our Facebook page um, one of them is myself one's my wife and then I think maybe just a few <laughs> staff members and stuff like that's about it um, there's not much happening on our Facebook page there uh, yeah 18th of March just checking it now the last time I posted something on it um, so we, we, we aren't a company that goes out and brags about what we do or anything like that Um but no, you're right. If, if we put some proper focus onto actual advertising, um, then I think it would, it would definitely be in a, a higher level of where we're at at the minute. Um, but I think we're, we're content with where we're at um, and happy with where we're at as well at the minute. Excellent. And again, I, I, like having had conversations with many business owners in the past kind of three weeks, one of the big things that came up, which you've already shared, was like the biggest fear you had was fear of failure initially. Mm. Now that you've already achieved quite a bit, <laughs> what would be the fear that, 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 uh, that maybe you have now? Or maybe, maybe, maybe you don't have that much fear anymore. So maybe what would be kind of two advice or one, one piece of advice you would share with the listeners if they want also to build like an, a seven-figure, near, nearly eight-figure business? Um, mm in the next four years <laughs> well i think if, if if anybody is on that track where they're planning um, to build that seven eight figure business like there, there's obviously a few things in your life that you have in place you know like you've got your routine in place you know you're waking up one time sleeping on time and um, but when it comes to the actual business itself it it, it really does come down to ha like having the right people and um, it's it's going to be very very difficult to build a seven or eight figure business um on your own um, it will be very difficult to do it on your own um and you do need the right people on board with you and the sooner you find and recruit those people with your team and so they can build with your business they can grow with your business as well and um, it'll it'll help take the business to another level excellent that's a very valuable point here clearly i think the theme of of this interview is really about finding the right people to help you grow and and take your yeah. business to the next level um final point before we leave here um what would be the one quote that maybe you live by or you like to share with with your employees maybe you're even with your children what would be that one quote that that you love to to use in your life it, probably something that my dad said to me when the business uh, started taking off um, many years ago there. Um, 
at, at the time I was going out, you know, you're, you're buying a new car, you're buying this, you're buying that. Um, <laughs> and uh, he sat me down one day and he pretty much told me and said to me, like, when you're doing well, you don't want to show other people that you're doing well. Um, <laughs> you want build, to build your assets up quietly in the background. Um, and that, that'll be one thing that, that has definitely stuck by me that my dad has mentioned. Um, and one thing that I definitely, well, at least I think I follow anyway. Yeah, I mean, clearly you followed that with no marketing and, and still uh, doing that. <laughs> clearly that, that's what we do well for you. So thank you very much for, for your time. Zed. That was very, very helpful. I think we've, we've learned a lot from, from your story and from what you've shared here. Um, yeah, so thank you. Thank you very much for, for your time as well. And uh, yeah, so guys, again, free S's. Feel free to subscribe to this podcast so you can hear the next interview, the next episode I have to share. But also I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a bit more updates on my podcast progress on how things are going, decisions I'm making on the way. Also, if you've learned something valuable today from Zed and from this interview, make sure that you leave a review for us. Um, make sure you give us a five-star rating, of course. And yeah, also the last S, feel free to share this with as many people as you can. So maybe you have a friend out there, a family member who's growing their business. Maybe that they are the mid six figure level. They want to get to the seven figure or they want to get to the eight figure when they feel that they are struggling. Maybe that interview could help them get that light bulb. Clearly here, having the right people is going to be key for them to grow. So yes, again, thank you very much, Zed, for your time. Thank you for sharing everything that, that you've shared with us and uh, how to really grow a business fast and in the right way. Right. It's been a pleasure, Nicholas. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Thank you very much, guys. And I'll speak to you later. Bye.